All right, everybody, welcome to Yeah, But Still. Um, a little late this week, uh, don't you think, Brandon? We, uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. We had, we had some fake, we had some fakes bail on us, but I think we got a. I mean, there's a last-minute bail situation, but we're you know we're, we're back coming in, business. in hot with I think fuck uh, the fakes a, a guest yeah fuck the fakes a guest I've been looking forward to having on this podcast for a long time. Um, we have Andrew, better known as All Gas No Breaks. I don't know. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with your. It's a show, really, on Instagram. Um, and you're are you on other platforms too? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Patreon. I mean, pretty much it. A lot of people probably have seen some of your stuff, but basically, um, for those who don't know, you kind of travel around the country and do these interviews where you're almost never talking. I, I don't think I've ever seen you really talking or asking a question. It's just you standing there in a suit and you're pointing the mic in a person's face and just kind of letting them ramble on and on. Like some of my favorites were, I think you went to a Donald Trump Jr. book signing yeah, and just let people talk. I mean, which is, by the way, a great interview technique. Yeah, it's the it's the best because if you like, if, if you're interviewing someone and you like laugh or like make any sort of closing remark, like they think it's over, so they stop talking. But if you don't say anything, they just fucking keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a one of the best things I learned in uh, film school, specifically documentary classes. Is like, just if you need them to talk more, you just don't say anything and you just look them in the eyes. And it gets really uncomfortable, but they'll start talking more because oh, they definitely. like humans naturally want to perform. But anyway, uh, that's kind of a digression. Um, welcome to the podcast, Brandon. I see you over there. How you doing? What's up? I'm I'm chilling. Um, but yeah, where where are you at right now? So you've been traveling around in an RV for a while, I hear. Yeah, I've been living in an RV for like the past eight months. And you're still this? in the RV right now? I'm actually at my homegirl's house in Humboldt County, California. Oh, but sick. I was like quarantining at my parents' house in Seattle for a bit, and it was just getting hella stagnant. So I decided to go somewhere where I could get some fresh air, and people weren't so freaked out because Seattle was the epicenter of the whole coronavirus thing. So it's just a really like dark vibe. Bro, are you spreading the virus with your RV right now? What's going on? Fuck no, dude. I'm the cleanest, bro. <laughs> you're the cleanest. <laughs> I'm the cleanest. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad you're indoors now. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, yeah, it, that was, like, one of the first things I talked about. We were planning to get you on when this virus was, like, starting to hit. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm in an RV, so I can come anywhere, you know? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, is it... Uh, you, you're probably... You're not one of the... Um, you didn't choose one of the b- better jobs to have during COVID. Yeah, it's fucking me Because it, it's very... I, I don't know how, you know... Uh, like, what happens to man on the street after this you know what happens to man on the street in general well i mean when the real the reality no is like on the I, street i could do man there are men on the street right now and they're fucking insane i don't know if you guys have been <laughs> outside that's true yeah. have you talked I to anybody think, i feel like i would get hella backlash if i went out and did interviews so i just haven't because people would be like oh you're fucking <laughs> encouraging people to go outside by showing yeah. yourself outside having so much fun you could you could do it through a car, you know, have a, a mic <laughs> like a mic mounted on the hood with like a little speaker, maybe. Yeah, or I, I thought about like maybe putting a mask on my face and then like putting a garbage bag around the mic and like standing super far away from people and talking to them. That's not a bad idea. I think that could, I think that could work. Yeah. So anyway, I was actually I was just watching like some older clip from. Well, let's just say this. What, what did you What did you used to do before all this? Because I mean, you have your channel's huge now. Your Patreon's doing pretty well. Like, wh- how'd you end up 
doing this man on the street stuff. Well, I started by like hitchhiking around America and like recording audio interviews with people that I would meet at like bus stations and like on the street when I was on the street. And then uh, went to college in New Orleans, did like drunk people interviews on Bourbon Street, and then like graduated college, came up with this idea for a road show. Just like a combination of like video, man on street, funny shit, and like travel. And then just, yeah, the all gas, no break started. What was your Bourbon Street thing called? I think I'd seen some of that. It's called French Quarter Confessions. Yes, I saw that. Did you ever see that, Brandon? Yeah. I, I haven't. I'm sorry. Was it kind of, it was kind of similar. I've right? seen, I've seen, I'm familiar with his work and, I, you know, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of similar, but it was just like pure comedy, less journalism. I mean, talk about epicenter of COVID. That was like. Fuck, dude, for real. Bourbon Street was nasty. Some yeah, of the most famous Bourbon Street confessions were on the news right before. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, no, not your channel, but I'm saying, did you see those interviews with those guys uh, that were like, bro, I don't give a fuck if I get coronavirus. I, I just want another tall drink, you know? That's hella stupid. You didn't see those but guys? I, but I believe it. No, I didn't. I saw the Miami Spring Break kids who were like, if it fucking gets me, it gets me. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. see the, I didn't all see the those ki- All of those kids looked 50, by the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There was one kid who looked like he had the virus already. Yeah. He was, like, sweating hard Yeah, <laughs> from his eyes. Um, no, th- those kids did not look well. So that Okay, so I want to hear a little bit about the hitchhiking, though, because I was watching... Dude, you're, I, I was watching some clip of you talking about it, and I fully just, like, stopped because I'm like, I don't want to, like... I would rather hear this from you <laughs> than hear it from yeah. this... Uh, this other video but like what you know what was that like when did you start i guess when i was like uh 19 after my freshman year of college i was like man i went to school for journalism and i was like i'm not learning anything like i'm re- <laughs> i'm like reporting on like teachers like just <laughs> i was all like doing university events i had the most boring reporting job i worked for the school newspaper and i was assigned to like the religion department and like their curriculum updates so basically i was like man I was planning to drop out of college, so I just, after I took my last final, I just, like, actually ran away, like, sprinted full speed away from campus, and I just hit the road alone with, like, no backpack for, like, I think three months. What? Yeah. Just, it was pretty fun, dude. You just roaming around? Yeah, just, uh, I knew I wanted to get to Seattle eventually, but I was just, like, hitchhiking with people, following different leads, and just, like, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to like like fringe stories i was inspired by a lot of like old school hunter s thompson shit yeah what was what were some of the craziest things that happened to you like on that journey do you have any stories yeah probably my first trip was like my first ride was like the sketchiest tell me about it i want to hear this so i was in lafayette louisiana which is like cajun country super like demented creatures down there yeah like (laughs) fucked in the head so i'm at this truck stop right and uh, there's other kids at the truck stop, like maybe my age, you know, I didn't, didn't really think much of it. Six hours go by, no rides. And I'm like, damn, maybe this is, isn't as possible as I thought, you know, like in the, this new era, maybe hitchhiking is over. I didn't know. So then I'll, out of nowhere, this beat up, probably 1985, like jalopy. I don't, it was like a Honda, but it looked like a Honda that had just been through an accident and then got deconstructed. Like you could like see inside the car. It was like an exhibit <laughs> where you can like see the inside of a body. <laughs> Like, that's what the car was like. Like, there was wires that were, like, hanging out from where the stereo was. And, like, your knees were, like, touching exposed wires if you sat in the car. That sounds stolen, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. 
So this dude gets out. He's like this. He was like borderline dwarf. He was like this four foot eight Honduran dude. Oh, that's like, right on the border. Yeah. He had his like a studded fucking jeans and like a Louis belt and a cowboy hat. Ooh. And, like I, he, he looks six. He was like, I was like, where are you? He was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to Houston. He's like, all right, cool. I'm headed that way too. So I get in the car and typically like people who pick you up are interested. So they ask you questions like, oh, where are you from? Why are you doing this? This dude said absolutely nothing for probably 20 minutes. And then he just breaks the silence and he's like, hey, man, do you like movies? I'm like, yeah, I like movies. And then he was like, do you like porn? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so he just like clenched his face and just agony, made this like weird fucking face, and then took the next highway exit. And he started driving. Wait, agony? This, like, Why was it like an agony face? He, I don't know. Porn? He was like, oh, yeah, well, like. He, I don't know if that was, like, his turn-on face, but he, like, scrunched his face like he was about to explode and then, like, did emerge on the highway exit. So we start driving on this weird, like... Oh, my God. That's so... F- I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's so funny. It'd be like, do you like porn? Be like, yes. And then he swerves off the road. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what did I just alter? For real. And I was, in, I was in journalist mode, so I was like, the weirder, the better, as far as this guy goes. I don't give a fuck. I yeah. just want a story to tell. So we start driving on this weird, like, cane field road. Like, there's thick-ass cane stalks, so it's like sugar cane, like, on both sides of us. It was, like, terrifying. It was, like, the movie Signs. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, like, driving through, and at the end of this, like, tunnel of cane stalks is this, it was, like, a refurbished barn house, like, a, a black barn house that was, like, souped up. So we get there, and he, like, punched a code into this, like, buzzer box, and, like, the doors opened automatically. And we go in, and, like, oh my just God. This lady with a black eye is like, how many tickets do you want? And he, and he, he was like, two tickets. And there was all these like truckers. Like, they were playing go fish with quarters. I'll never forget that shit. What? <laughs> they, were playing, they were playing like those level of card games. Like, and drinking whiskey and just like, like fucking yelling and shit. And um, so I get escorted to this back room. And there's like six different confessional booths. And each one has uh, a box of Kleenexes, a bottle of lotion, and like a, a screen. And there's... There's just like porn playing, and it's like six confessional booths. You don't so get to choose the porn. Uh, I think there was like three channels. There was like the regular one, straight porn, and then the like gay porn. And then there was like fetish, whatever. Yeah, all so fetishes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every fetish, fetish mixtape. <laughs> it was something like that. So I sit in my own booth, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait for this dude to finish what he's doing, you know. And then he sits down in my booth, and and this is like small fucking. And he sits down next to me and he's like he i never forget he looks at me and he just goes big dick man like as a question and i was like what and he was like big dick man i was like uh what what the fuck are you talking about and then he was like he's like don't be embarrassed like it's all good this is a good spot to go and i was like oh no it's all good whatever and i was pretty scared but then he was like so why were you at that truck stop and i was like what do you mean i was like trying to get a ride and then he was like that's like the prostitute truck stop so oh. the whole time, he thought that I was a prostitute, took me to this spot. He was asking if you were Big Dick Man. Yes, he's asking if I was Big Dick Man. And uh, yeah, it was fucking weird. Oh my and God. He, so I got mistaken for a prostitute and taken to this like kind of underground barn trucker hangout thing. And then, By the way, I like that this all started with the question, do you like movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so how did like how did this unwind? Because I'm now I'm thinking from his perspective... Where it's like, he, it must have been weird for him too, because he's like, you say he spoke broken English, 
Super broken English. So he's guy. like, he wants to fuck a young guy. He's like horny as shit. Yeah. He goes and picks up what he thinks is a male prostitute. And he's probably expecting to like, that you're going to just like pull out his dick eventually and like blow him like five minutes into the ride. But yeah, all of a sudden he's like driving to Houston. And then at a certain point he's like, wait, when's this going to go down? You know? Yeah, but the thing was, he wasn't even driving to Houston. He was like a seasonal farm worker who lived in Lafayette. He just didn't want to use like any uh, overtly sexual language. He was being super coded. He yeah. thought that I was like in on the shit too. The whole time, like, like do you like movies? Like, he was just trying to like feel it out. But he was actually mm. mad and cool. And like, we laughed in the car the whole time on the way back. He dropped me right back off at the truck stop where he picked me up and picked up some other kid. How far was it? Uh, it was like 15 minutes away. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> no, it was chill. So, yeah, so the porn was him just, like, trying to, like, initiate something. Yeah. I've had all kinds of crazy shit, man. I had this dude who thought that he was being, like, tracked by Scientologists via mind control. And they were, like, telling him to, like, kill his family. There's this old dude named Brian. And he was like, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of New Mexico, man. Like, the Scientologists are on my ass. Like, they've installed microwave chips in my in my house under the floorboards. I hear them screaming at me. He's like, we got to go right now. I was like, where to? He was like, LA. And that's exactly where I wanted to go. So we drove 13 hours. No way. Yeah, it was awesome. What do you, what do you talk to him about that whole time? Uh, his career in advertising. He used to be like a madman style, New York city, fucking peacoat wearing millionaire. And he started smoking meth and Ventura. Really? Yeah. Or did he just watch Mad Men and like decide that was his story? <laughs> I actually looked him up on LinkedIn. He's fucking real. Really? Yeah. So that wasn't bullshit. He, his LinkedIn, like it, it lists like, oh, like this ad agency, such and such year to such and such year, and then just meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Employed five. at meth. <laughs> this full had five hundred plus connections. Fucking big time, dude. Oh wow, that's big. Yeah. That's big LinkedIn numbers, isn't it? I, I big LinkedIn. I've been trying to get into LinkedIn. I haven't. Uh, I've been meaning to do it. I've been trying to go viral on there, just like become it's a possible. LinkedIn guy. It's a uh, it's LinkedIn celeb. It's the new TikTok, bro. I know. It's a, it's TikTok for men. For <laughs> it's grown TikTok men. for men with <laughs> yeah. jobs. You know, I'm trying, but I'm trying to be big on there. And then next thing you know, you're a CEO. You just of have to go viral of, on of there. See, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking far into the future. You know. That's, That's the type of clout. About. I'm trying to look look for business clout, you know. That's what really matters. Um, so that yes, was sir. just from your hitchhike. Did you ever like get in a dangerous situation well, during the hitchhiking? I mean, that's like the main reputation. It, it kind of like people stopped doing it in like the Edmund Kemper era, you know. Yeah. When people were I, I just, getting killed, I think ser- serial killing and like all that lore that was like popping in the 80s and 90s kind of killed hitchhiking but it actually made it easier to hitchhike because now you don't have so many fucking transient people who even use that like people just train hop or they catch greyhounds or something like that i mean i i think hitchhiking is pretty easy i never felt like i was in too much danger where i felt like i was in most danger is like sleeping outside and stuff like that because you never know if someone's just gonna run up to you and just like stab you in the heart or something (laughs) yeah what was did you ever have you you felt danger but did you ever like actually get into a, a situation that was real bad uh i don't think years. so I've, I've had worse situations in the rv man like i was in san antonio the other day like sleeping downtown and like two in the morning i guess these like 14 year old kids just like decided to all body slam my rv like one after the other <laughs> i don't know what they're act- how that's fun but it was like boom 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 like all these kids were just fucking like body slamming all sides of my rv it felt like an earthquake was striking can you, you just do? start driving <laughs> 
What happened? Oh, he said, just, couldn't you just start, start driving away? Yeah, just just start driving. Like, if you've got a bunch of kids hopping on top of your RV. That's exactly what I did. I, like, crawled up to the front, like, revved the engine and just dipped out of there. That's crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. They're just, like, falling off of your RV. A bunch of 14-year-old uh, hooligans. <laughs> they weren't on top of the <laughs> RV. They were slamming it, like, football style from both sides. Oh, where do you okay. park that thing? Like, Walmarts and shit? Uh, I must, it depends where I'm at. Walmart's pretty chill, yeah, if there's a Walmart. But, you know, any city with homeless people bans Walmart RV parking. Like, you can't do that shit in California, really, unless you're in, like, Redding or something. Really? No, like, nowhere in L.A. can you park your RV at a Walmart. Huh. Well, there's not too many Walmarts here, either, now that I think about it. Um, I think yeah. Walmart's basically well, banned like, in the city limits. Walmart's policy is that anyone can park their RV, but individual Walmarts can lobby to have their like, RV parking banned if there's enough homeless people living in RVs in the city. I personally don't obey the laws of Walmart. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't view their rules as valid in the first place. Like which rules? Like like paying yeah. for things. You steal from Walmart? <laughs> yeah, I used to. Oh, it's ethical. It's very ethical to steal from Walmart. Well, I, I encourage it. I don't it. know how much. <laughs> this might be a if I haven't told it on the pod already, it might be even a full story for a different episode. But oh, the TV one? Oh yeah, I've probably told it. Like I, I went to I school with a Native this. American kid, and he like gave us like tribal license to steal from Walmart. But like he gave it to like Hell all yeah. of us. There'd be like thirty people that were in there. We we're also just young and dumb. He's like, dude, I'm Native American. Like this is Walmart. They stole from my people. Like we can steal from them. Sick. <laughs> I know. That's great. We eventually stopped. This was when I was like literally 18, you know. That's like the the Native American N-word past. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I do oh. I I encourage shoplifting from Walmart and I you know, I I I mean, I was trying to get the Coke brothers on the pod, but I gave up. Yeah. So, you know, we can we can talk about We're trying this. trying to get the Waltons. Um, yeah, I but I do, I do think, yeah, shoplifting from Walmart is like, there's nothing wrong with that morally. And honestly, I still, I mean, I'm not flying right now, obviously, but uh, as recently as like my last tour, I definitely shoplifted from airports. Oh, airport shoplifting is sketchy, dude, because like you're stuck in there. Like if you go to Hudson News and you try to stuff like a, a People magazine in your pants, like they can follow you, follow you to your terminal and just fucking seize yeah. you while you're like on the runway. Yeah, you're also well, it, that's, it might be a federal crime too. That's why the adrenaline is so high. I mean, I just think like the airport markup is so is like so out of control. It is ridiculous. That it feels like that it feels right. It I, does feel right. No, but as far to, as Walmart stealing goes, I'm just gonna break the ice. I used to be a straight up steak. Thief. I was a sirloin steak chaser. Me and my roommate would like stuff fucking our whole waistband with like five steaks a piece. Steak night every night. We gained like fucking twenty pounds in two months. Dude, that's a gr- he got arrested. That's a wait, he got arrested for it? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude, because the steak fell out of his pants, dude. And they're like, What? That's and they're so like, funny. Look, come here. He had like fucking ten other steaks. Ours <laughs> ours came to an end and I wasn't there for it, but like because they, I, it, it hit a certain point when that whole crew was stealing from Walmart. It was just like a game at a certain point, but I kind of stopped going with them because um, I was like, it's getting, when they were stealing like real stuff, I was like, this is getting too far. But like, um, what were they stealing? Like, like fucking TVs uh, and everything. TVs? Your TVs. homies were going crazy. They would just walk out but... with them in a cart. Like with the I alarm. Stole exter- going. I stole an external hard drive once from Walmart. Yeah. They would like, 
So th- it started with like magazines and chicken, but then it escalated to that. <laughs> but not only that, he would like, he would like find the nicest electric razor they had and steal like f- all of them and then bring them back to our dorms and be like, hey, everybody gets an electric razor. And so we would like, he would yeah. come home and we would be like, everybody would get like a memory foam pad and an electric razor. It was amazing. But they, fi- when they finally caught him, luckily it was like early on because he was doing this for months. But then he like was filling up shopping bags with stuff and they just came over and they're like, hey, we can help you with those two employees. And he's like, what? And they're like, we can help you with those. And they like took the bags and they're like, have a good day. And he just walked out like, like, oh, that's damn. crazy. I know. It was like kind of like subtle gangster shit of Walmart. Uh, it's it's good that they didn't arrest him. But they that was like them basically saying, like, we know who you are. Like, you got some subtle ass gangster shit. That's fire. I used to steal hella spray paint from Fred Meyer when I was in like high school. Oh wait, shit, Fred Meyer. Hell yeah. yes. I forgot about the the Northwest element of all this. I'm very it's familiar the, with the Fred Northwest Meyer. Element. Fred exactly. Meyer, yes, sir. I was at the Richland, Washington Fred Meyer a lot. Right. And I My grandma my grandma lived lived in Richland. Tri Cities, baby. Hell yeah, that meth meth lifestyle. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Kennewick, Pasco. It's Kennewick, Pasco, Richland, right? Hell yeah, it is. Tri-City yep. soldiers. You know. And I you know, I do up. not condone or encourage the shoplifting, but that being said... I um, do. Yeah, I do. Well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, like, especially certain people. I think, like, if, if you could afford it, it's stupid for you to do it, you know? depending yeah, And that. especially never from a small business. That's absurd. Like I never remember, from a small business. I'm encouraging corporate shoplifting. I remember oh, like totally. the most disgusted yeah. I've been at an early age. The most disgusted I've been with somebody was like my friend's girlfriend shoplifted from Goodwill. And I was like, oh, oh that's fucked. I've never it, like that was the first time my respect for somebody went from like, you know, 100 percent to zero percent instantly and never yeah. changed. That's absurd, dude. I know. It's also it's so cause, like, what are you shoplifting six dollars worth of clothes? What yeah, the fuck? like employ like people who are mentally challenged. Yeah, they're awesome, dude. Yeah, Goodwill's a good company, hence the name. You know, exactly, dude. But Walmart, yeah. and that popped into my head because I saw this like post from like a libertarian type, where I guess like Michigan or something banned like non-essential items, and in the case of the sale of non-essential items, in the case of Walmart staying open. They had to like rope off certain areas and that included like the seeds. There was like some tape around the seeds that they sell. And he's like, the state is tyrannically banning growing your own food or something like that. He was like, like, this is just like, this is tyranny. They're banning growing your own food. In reality, I think like Walmart just like taped that off, like whatever. But I was laughing so hard because it's like, bro, why don't you just take the fucking (laughs) seeds? Like they're right. They're right there. It's like literally a piece of tape on a Walmart. Like. Yeah, dude. Libertarians have been blowing it during this coronavirus. But libertarians crisis. aren't even good at being libertarians. It's like, like they want no rules. Essentially, they want like limited government intervention. But like a little piece of tape is stopping you from getting those seeds from a Walmart. What the fuck? Also, you shouldn't get yeah. seeds from Walmart. Oh, I had a I had a great libertarian interaction at Seven Eleven. Oh boy, like two days ago, where I was like, I was just ordering like uh you know like a six pack of White Claw. And ordering. Uh, she asked, <laughs> uh, yeah, ordering. Is that not at 7 Eleven? Yeah, at 7 Eleven. Is that not sitting the... down at a table? I'm like, yeah, I'll have. Oh, ordering. Pack. Yeah, yeah, I guess ordering buying. sounds like I'm. Yeah, yeah, I was buying a, a six pack of White Claw at 7 Eleven. 
and the lady asks me for my ID. I pull it out, and then this guy next to me is like, oh, yeah, gotta gotta show your ID to buy some seltzer, huh? And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's alcohol in it. Uh, yeah, and he's like, you know, this country, man, let me tell you, this, co- <laughs> this country, man, you know, you gotta be, uh, you know, you gotta be 21 to order alcohol, and now you gotta be 21 to buy cigarettes? You know, this is the only country, man. It's like, you can be 18, they, they hand you a gun, send you off to war, but you got to be 21 to order alcohol. And I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, it's weird. That's weird, man. And he's like, yeah. yeah, he goes, he starts, he starts being like, yeah, follow the rules, follow the rules. <laughs> I'm a robot, follow the rules. And he's like, then, like, I, I get my, get my bag, I'm walking out and he goes, new world order. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like. What are what are you talking about, this man? Like even, even if it was, even if the that's not new. Showing your right. ID for White Claw is New World Order. That dude's gonna scream in his truck for like forty five minutes after. He- yeah, yeah. Like even if even if it was eighteen and up, I I still have to. You still have to show your ID. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's like he's going on this rant. He's continuing as I as I walk out. He's continuing to rant to the cashier. Yeah. And it's like he's like, who's what? the government to say she has to be eighteen years old? Right. No, I definitely got strong aphibophile vibes yeah. for sure. But he he starts ranting to this cashier, and I'm like, this is literally like an Indian woman making minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you you think you're like? Are you are you trying to like fucking dismantle the new world order from like? Within Seven Eleven, yeah, next to the Deadpool, because, like, the Deadpool themed icy machine. Also, <laughs> I I do love that he uh, he he was only ordering one gallon of milk. Oh, that's what one he wanted. Gallon of milk. Yeah, he was he was just in there ordering the Seven Eleven milk. Ordering, by the way, yeah. once again, ordering. Well, yeah, ordering, ordering a gallon what, of milk whatever, whatever. Yeah. I guess I I guess it's weird for me to say ordering with regards to uh whatever. Well, it implies that somebody goes and gets you the milk. Well, buying, yeah. buying, buying, purchasing. Pur- He's purchasing. a sovereign citizen purchasing his. By milk. the way, also, <laughs> you know, this man shouldn't be out buying a single gallon of milk during the quarantine, and you shouldn't be buying six white claws at a time, bro. You gotta oh, go. I should you gotta be buy bulk. Fucking sixty-four. Yeah, get those fucking. In bulk. Fucking. Damn, I wish I would have been there watching him like accost the nice Indian lady about like libertarianism. Yeah, yeah so, I felt so bad for her. Dude. Just him, just like him, like buying milk, being like, oh, follow the rules, follow the rules. I'm a society robot. Okay, follow the rules, New World Order. Collecting my paycheck. Do you like collecting your paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> They're not giving you shit. <laughs> this, this poor woman. Dude, have, uh, have you ever, I mean, I'm sure all the time, but um, conversations like that is like basically what you do for a living, like. Have there been yeah, ones yeah, where it's definitely. what are the hardest ones where you've like it's been really impossible for you to not jump in? Uh, when people get like racist, I don't know. I just have a hard time containing myself when people just say like repulsive shit like that. I don't really have like I'm agreeable, but I definitely like hit my limit when someone says like some mad racist or anti-Semitic shit. I'm just like, dude, you're such a fucking asshole, dude. <laughs> I have, don't have. Have you I ever say jumped it, in? in my head? Yeah, I jumped in one time. I was at the Flat Earth Conference. And that dude was like, where do you stand on Hitler? Like, have you researched Hitler at all? Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, a little bit. And he's like, he was demonized by the Rothschild banking cartels who were establishing a new world order. And he's like, if you want some sources on Holocaust denial. And he started talking. And I was like, 
No, I'm not going to let oh, you fucking man. name those sources. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, wait. So you, you fully went into the fr- flat earth thing. Yeah, That's undercover. Like, that was like a funny <laughs> phase, man. It's weird. Like a theme you see a lot now with like stuff like that is um, people just want like a community. And they'll gra- they really they'll do. grab on to anything. And I, 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 I'm getting a little too philosophical here, but I really do think like like the the fact that like the church is no longer a staple in like just lifestyle and i'm not talking about religion i'm talking about like church like people used to at least belong to like one thing yeah like that's kind of gone and there's so many other things that are gone that people don't have like a regular like weekly thing where they're forced to see people and like people are forced to see them and like there's no replacement for it yet so people are finding like the the people who used to use that or needed that like have nowhere to go and they're latching on Definitely. to like like the flat earth thing, it's, it's such a bizarre thing to care about. And you see such a... It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> wh- why do you care one way or the other? I think that for conspiracy theorists, man, like the the world is so chaotic. And a lot of these conspiracy theorists are single dudes in their 50s. Mm-hmm. And like things are so hard to understand with like the internet and global politics. Things are nuts. There, there's not an easy explanation for things. So like I think believing in stuff like flat earth or chemtrails and shit... It gives them like the sense of security and control. Like they understand what's going on. Like they know what's up because they really don't know what's up. Imagine how confused they are when they just view media in general. You ever think about that? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, on Instagram and Facebook being bombarded with information they can't really process. But then someone's like, hey, man, well, guess what? The <laughs> earth is flat and the Jews aren't telling us about that <laughs> because they, they want us to be dumb. They're like, fuck, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, everybody's brains are too primitive for, like, how fast technology's moved. Yeah. And, like, how, how fast, like, the, the, you know, the exchange of information has moved. So, like, it's very, it's, it's very simple, you know? Yeah. I've, uh, you, dude, find a, you find a community, you're like, okay, I'm on board. One of the weirdest things that, like, or one of my favorite things is um, he actually just died, but there was a flat earth guy building his own rocket to go up yeah. and prove it. And he was out in the Mojave Desert in California. And he, in fact, he was right near where Virgin Galactic is building their spaceship and going up to space currently. Like wow. very, very <laughs> close. And um, it's so funny because it's like, like there's people right next to him that go up to space like very frequently and have gone many times. And like, you know, they have all the proof right there. It would probably happily show him if he has like went over. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. they, if, if he called first and didn't trespass, but... It's so funny. He died. Uh, I, I think he died in the rocket. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's some true Dar- Darwinism right there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, flat earthers are self-proclaimed like skeptics who believe the dumbest thing they've ever heard in their life, which is that the earth is flat. Yeah. Like they go around being like, everything's a lie. But then one guy on YouTube is like, I fucking saw a mountain <laughs> that doesn't fit with the curvature that is listed by the national fucking the, whatever. Whoever lists the curvature online. And they're like, that's fucking true. They believe everything that comes from the flat earth community. Yeah. Um that's But nothing from outside of it. Oh, so so what were some other uh what were some other hard interviews to do? We were talking about um like times where you you had trouble like not butting in. Well, this is kind of a different one with the furry interviews that I did. Like, oh, I didn't boy. realize that I didn't realize that the furry community was such a refuge for people on the spectrum. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't oh, know yeah. that either. But yeah, continue because I would like to hear. So this. I, I just kind of like I a lot of like I would say that the majority of the people that I met at the furry convention had some sort of Asperger's or autism, and mostly were all like 
uh, pansexual or most were not like straight mm-hmm. people. So I just kind of felt like it's like there were situations where I was like, damn, these people will be so easy to like do a, you know, kind of insane interview with. But you just know they're kind of like fragile and they've had a, like probably a lifetime of bullying and stuff before they found this community. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what their life was like before furry shit when they were trying to fit into elementary and middle school and how fucked up people were to them. Yeah. So they can't even a lot of them can't even really recognize that my suit is ironic. So I pull up and they see like a clean cut, you know, white guy in a suit asking about certain things. I, f- I just rubbed a lot of them the wrong way, and it kind of felt invasive because it's like their safe space, hella hard, like a furry yeah. convention. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, because they they got enough of that in high school. Yeah, dude, f- furries right. get bullied every day, I'm sure. Like, yeah, yeah, actually, I mean, I've interviewed one before without knowing they were a furry, but, like, I found out about, like, how hard they had it growing up before that and then, like, incidentally yeah. found out that they're a furry, like, secretly, and, like... I it was weird receiving that info at the time was like a little surprising but zero judgment because I was like, dude, whatever makes you happy, like you've gone through. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I would do it. Yeah, I do not get it. Also, you by the way that that furry video you did inadvertently, um, you know, give give the Witten a oh, career. Oh my god, that was where the yeah. Witten yeah. came from. Yeah, totally. that's where the wedding came shit, from. You made the wedding. Yeah, the wolf. For those who don't know, the the that girl, just look up Witten. <laughs> wolf wolf kitten hybrid. Oh my god! Um, there's, I you forgot. Know, there's a lot. I don't want to get too in too in the weeds. We can't talk about on here. I don't want to. I don't want to get too in the weeds with here. like some you know friends of the pod. Yeah, one friend of the pod. <laughs> some stories. I know what we'll you guys never, are talking about some stories. Yeah. will never be told. <laughs> But, I'm in the same boat with Witten. But really? you know, that's 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 this man's fault. Oh my god. Wait, but like uh that was at that same convention. Yeah, that was at that convention. So <laughs> like it it was hard finding people like Witten there who were like camera ready. Most of the people I talked to like had never been on camera in their life, you could tell. Like they were like shaking with fear when I was interviewing them. It was weird, dude. But yeah, bro, I'd actually become a furry, but I wouldn't be a furry. I'd be a scaly. You know what that is? No. Is that like a lizard version? Yeah. It's like, so instead of having fur, you have like mad scales and you're like way taller. So I'd probably be like, imagine being like a seven foot, like lizard style furry. That shit would be dope. Yeah. I'm down for that. Hell yeah. It would just be fun as fuck, dude. That was, um, I'm, (laughs) I forgot how many of these you've done. So, okay. So we've gotten furry convention. We talked about, um, what was the other one? We got through two. What was the what was what was the weirdest one you've been to? The weirdest one was the AVN Expo, man. The oh, I've been there, bro. I have been there. Oh, you've yeah. been there. I've been oh, there. Oh man. Early on, working on a documentary, I was there. It's uh, what was it? What was weird about it to you? Uh, just the dudes there, man. <laughs> yeah. Like which types? Uh, just like, like the I, fans. I met this like. Fu- yeah, the fans. Like, I met this father and son from Ohio who drove out to, like, meet well, Riley Reed Well, father and son. It was just a lot of... Fi- father and son drove out to meet Riley yeah. Reed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, bro, it's weird. Yeah, I, um, I was shooting a documentary when I was there. And actually, I know, like, I know a, um, a good amount of, like, the big porn actress and actors now, you know? But, um... Yeah. And they have wild stories. We need to do a, a full episode like that. But like they're super fans. It's a I think now a lot has uh come along that's made it easier with like OnlyFans and like Amazon wish lists and things like that. 
But I yeah. the weirdest ones were stories from like porn stars who were kind of around before that and like people would send them like physical gifts. Like I know somebody that a dude bought her two horses. Oh shit, that makes me want to be a porn star. I know, Whoa. right? <laughs> like big ass like big huge physical gifts and then like stallions? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, you I'm can't s- put you can't have horses on an Amazon wish list. No. So but, he really went he went rogue. Yeah, but it's like she didn't even ask for these horses. But then like, you know, back then that type of stuff was like much more personal. Um and Did these, these dudes horses are super just fans. show up at her show up at her place? She I just know. got I two horses <laughs> on her doorstep. I She's like, off. Fuck, I, I didn't ask for this shit. Yeah, at her apartment in Burbank, like, oh, fuck, gotta <laughs> yeah, take care yeah, of these horses. Yeah. So, who else did you talk to at that convention? Man, I went. I played an extra in a porno with this dude, Sean Lawless. Oh my god, really? I was a non-nude. I was a non-nude extra in a porn shoot. I got a job. That was the best part of it. It was the weirdest part. I was like the husband, and he was the cable guy. And we were having problems with the TV, and then they just started banging, and I was like, "What?" And I like interviewed them during the porn scene. That's so funny. Hell yes, I'd love to. That that's great. That's I'm I'm jealous. It was pretty interesting to, uh, just to see a full porn set. Like the directors, like I always wondered, like if they would have boners. I've been on one too. It was very <laughs> strange. And like, what were you doing on a porn set? It Jack? was still that documentary. <laughs> it was that documentary. Oh, that what, doc. What, what documentary was it? It's never. It's still never. It's still unfinished, dude. I need. Um, I was working out of a bunch of people when I first moved here. It's just. Uh, it never got completed. Maybe it will one day. Um, Where'd you move to LA from? Chicago. Oh, word. But um, the porn set. It was weird. How sim- It's just you know, it's a film shoot. It's literally the same yeah. thing, like a low budget film shoot, but like sex, and it's weird. It's almost like um. It's it's normal to them, but I was like I I was grossed out by like how unromantic it is, you know. And then like all right, cut. And then like he just has like a boner. And like hey, you know, like the the dude is like trying to chat me up, and he has like a huge boner. Like, yeah, like, same thing about like me. nothing. Like they they're so used to it, you know. And the smell yeah. is kind of gross. It gets hot in there. I just like I can't even really watch professional porn after that. Yeah experience it's just like once you've been in those rooms you're just like jesus this is like so cringy like it really is they are i mean you kind of appreciate the skill though that goes into it i appreciate a lot of it but it's just like i don't know man what you know you know well, what i'm you talking saw about how the sausage is made set. you know yeah the, the girl's you husband saw, was there too. you saw how the the big sausage pizza is made yep <laughs> <laughs> it's totally bro i i would love to uh i i would love to act in a non non nude role in a porn but like only after i've like gotten like only after i'm like satisfied with my acting career right like i would want to yeah. like book book the a24 role first and then like next role is like playing the cuck in a in like a in like a cuck porn right and like the yeah. the bull comes in and you're like ah come on man what no, on, stop, dog. dude! Don't fuck my wife. Come stop on, it, please. Or don't. play, or be the, or you know, we were talking about stuck under the table porn last week. Wow. Maybe, maybe like come in as the, you know, as as the uh, the stepson is. Um. Well, it would take me. I. It, it would take me a while to like age into a stepdad role, mm-hmm. or a, a dad role rather. <laughs> but once once I get to that point in my career, you know, would be, would be fun to, 
you know, my stepson is fucking my wife and she's sucking under the table. She's like, oh, I hope my stepson doesn't fuck me. They're fucking. And then I come in like, come on, I was, get out of it. Why are, get out of that <laughs> table. This is a very specific and long fantasy that you have. Yeah. Well, this you is just sort of. Think? Sounds like you've been thinking <laughs> about this for a while. You're you know, like I'm trembling. Sort of, you're like, and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I say, and then I say to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, I want to hear more about these. Um, so the AVN. Oh yeah, I'm sure you talked to all those guys. I didn't interact. I didn't FaceTime too much with the dudes at the conventions. I saw a lot of it though. They're kind of quiet though. They like, you know, the dudes roaming around by themselves. Like the fans. Yeah, I mean, my my thing is like I was with the girl that I was dating at the time, and she was my production assistant, and like people were just harassing the shit out of her, so I had to let go between funny interview man mode and like don't touch my girlfriend mode. Oh, <laughs> what? Time. Yeah. Wait, was that yeah. the same person? We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk. We're gonna talk about something on Patreon. Yes, it's the same person that somebody. Was. Yes. Yeah. For those who know what we're talking about, there is yes a situation with an interview that has not come out before. Uh, and will never come out, right? Oh, nice cup. Oh yeah, thank you. An interview that never come out. We'll we'll talk to you about that, and we're gonna put it on our Patreon. But that's gonna be on the paywall for various reasons. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it I for can't... those who are able to jump the paywall. Yeah, well, that's how we met. You DM'd me about the situation. Yeah, dude. It was fucking weird. That was the weirdest interview experience of my life. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. I'm sure. Um, oh man, that shit was like. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the person, but. I'm sort of over like interviewing people like that. I don't know how to describe this brand of person, but it's like a a person that has tons of fans, but the fans are like ironically fans of them, but the person can't pick up on it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like people that like, you know, they have fans that are kind of like playing in on something that like, you know, at a certain point, nobody even really knows what the joke is anymore, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like people who have their own social media accounts and they like have hard like rock a big neck. Ego. Hard rock neck is one of them. Exactly. Yeah. People with a huge ego who have like social who have some sort of like mental instability have this like hyper confident brand and everyone's like low key laughing at them, but they're playing along with all of like the inside jokes in their like little universe. I'm not sure. How, I just feel like it's fucked up. Like that dude I interviewed, Kevin. Like you know, that's a, another example. Like I feel like a lot of people just, who's like, Kevin play along with it. Kevin is uh, the dude I interviewed in L.A. who was, like, drinking Four loco and doing graffiti tags. Uh, wait. I don't know if I saw that one. What was he? What was his deal? He was, like, Four loco. He was just, like, this Mexican fool. He was hella funny. Got it. But he has, like, an internet brand. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the people who follow him, I don't consider myself one of them because I see, like, both sides, but they just, like, play along. Like, he'll, like, fucking post some shit, like, Oh, I just talked to Tupac in my dreams, and he told me that Nipsey is going to start World War Three once Mac Miller gets reincarnated. And hella people were like, yo, I had that same dream. Like, people just sort of egg on yeah. that shit. And the opposite of that is, like, people like that where they they want uh, fame of some kind, like, they'll play into their own character, you know? And then it yeah. becomes hack. You want, like, yeah. and it's probably bad for what you do because you want real people, you know? Not somebody that's, like, playing yeah. into something. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about that. We're gonna talk about oh, oh the original people. guy. No, what we're, well, we're gonna talk about how we met in the first place. Yeah, that's yeah. A perfect example of like a. I think our listeners might know who we're talking about, but yeah, we'll we'll yeah. talk about that on Patreon. Um, but so you said that was the weirdest interview, though. Was that? Yeah. Are there any other ones that will never come out? Uh no, I mean there's ones that are uh, 
there, there it was a good interview. I just uh, well, I don't feel like I'm saying were there other ones that you've done where you're like I can't put this out. No, really, they've all come out. Only situations where people didn't sign a release form and said some crazy shit when they were drunk, and I know that I would get sued because you you know what kind of people will sue you, you know? Yeah. Especially drunk college kids. Like, I've, I did some crazy-ass interviews at the University of Alabama. I don't know if you ever oh saw boy. that. It was, up, it was up for, like, oh, five wow. minutes and got, like, a million views. It was, like, these girls, these Trump-supporting, like, drunk sorority chicks talking about how they want to, like, eat Trump's ass. It was super Oh, gross. I remember <laughs> seeing that. Yeah. So that, I, I dropped that. And that, I, I'm like, I can never post that again because I had private investigators harassing my mom. Really? Got her number. What? Yeah. yeah, like my mom was getting tons of calls from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, like 60 calls a day. What were they the saying? Out of my mother. Nothing. Just harassing her. You know what I mean? From calling from pay phones and different numbers, just like blowing Whoa. her up, like making, making her. I guess they might have found her number via iCloud. There was some weird shit happening. I just wanted to stay away from it, and I found out that those girls' families are pretty influential in that little post-Confederate college world. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so dark. And yeah, it, it stopped is. after you deleted it? Uh, no. but When did it stop? Or is it still going on? Uh, hopefully nothing happens from it. But, I mean, it stopped. I would say it stopped. But it took a while after I deleted it for, like, yeah, it was to the point where they were threatening to sue meme pages who reposted it. Oh my god! Yeah, like they were sending cease and desist to like accounts like Daquan. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Did you uh did you get a release from them? No. Oh yeah, I mean if they're drunk, I don't even know if the v- release is valid in the first place too. It's valid. Really? Hell yeah! Interesting. Okay, it's valid. Is okay. Someone can act drunk. As long as I don't see them drinking, it's valid. It's a, it's a weird line to cross. If someone says, I'm drunk as fuck, interview me, and they sign a release. But if I interview someone who is drunk, and there's not like a clear indication that they're drunk, like it would have to be like crystal clear. Like, I just drank. Or not even that. Not even I just drank. I have to see them drink on camera or in person for them to have a case that uh, the release form can be voided. Because otherwise, I mean, how am I to know that they're drunk? Who's to say that I even know what a drunk person looks like? Yeah, it's not on <laughs> you to decide that. Yeah, because you can't like visually identify it. That's interesting. Have you had more people try to get shit taken down? When I was in New Orleans, uh, oh. on Bourbon Street. I mean, that was every episode was a legal nightmare. Oh really? What, yeah, what would you I do? Mean, you, I would just take the videos down if I felt like they had enough actual power to sue me. You just look at their profile. You know, you can. You know how it is, man. Yeah. You're on Instagram. You can look at someone's profile and be like, "Oh, this person will sue me." Yeah, you're like, uh. No. <laughs> Like if I see like a sorority, if I see like a a a staircase sorority picture, I'm like, oh, I'm getting fucking sued. Yeah. (laughs) But if if I see like a wet girl with like a hood filter and like a butterfly tattoo on her arm, I'm like, I'm fucking good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. You didn't have a lawyer or anything, though. No, I've I've never had a lawyer. Wow, you're gonna need one soon, bro. You're getting pretty big, bro. I'm about to probably have a TV show. That's amazing. Yeah, I got. You know Tim and Eric's company, absolutely. Yeah, they're like building a show with me for TV. So it's pretty fucking. That's dope. exciting. Yeah, it's tight. Good. I, I didn't. I didn't even know that it was announced. And then I went on GQ, and Eric was like, Eric Warheim was like, oh, we're, me, me and Tim are developing a show with this dude. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know he was gonna spill the beans so soon. But I guess I can talk about it now. If said it. That's crazy. That's great. Yeah. Although I'm sure the virus is slowing things down a bit. That's super unfortunate. 
It is, but the cool thing about it is that everybody knows that shit's slowed down. It's not like people are like, oh, that, that all gas, no brakes fool must just be lazy. Like, there's no events happening, so no one thinks that I'm being like a, that I've burnt out or anything like that. Yeah. Where were you supposed to go next? Oh, man. South by Southwest, Cancun Spring Break, WrestleMania, Talladega, the fucking Bigfoot Conference. I had so much great shit to do this month. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. What the hell? Bigfoot Conference in in Kennewick, Washington. See, I would like that because oh, I actually, yeah. yes, sir. I actually kind of believe in Bigfoot. I mean, I think. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? I mean, I think it's <laughs> you know, it's it's not like, it's not crazy to believe in that. You know, I don't, I, I do not believe, I do not believe. <laughs> Belief is a, a word that gets tossed around too much, right? Um, I think it's like you're agnostic. Well, I mean, I think I'm interested in Bigfoot and the Yeti. I mean, it, it like plausibly could and exist. the Yeti. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's just Bigfoot. What's the Yeti? Is it, I don't really know. Is that the snow? The snow Yeti guy? is like a different snow name. Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like it's something that you know, it's not scientifically impossible at all. It's, it would just be another creature that could exist. You know, it's like yeah, but I mean, why, why don't they have any high resolution images of it? I mean, bro, you're not talking to a Bigfoot convention guy right now, but um. They have found they have found more evidence recently. Of I mean, how big are we talking? Like thirteen feet? No, it'd be bigger than that because that that's a bear when he puts his arms up. No, I think people feet. say it's about that big because I think a lot of people think it's a bear standing up. Uh, usually, you know. Also, yeah, I've I've real, interviewed dude. people for our Halloween specials. I interviewed one guy who saw one like very close up, and his version of the story was like, um, you know. Who knows? I mean, he, you could always be seeing things, but it was super close. And like the way he told it to me, I was like, I don't think this guy's bullshitting me. I think he believes he saw this. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think yeah, believes he saw it. You know, but it's a weird thing to believe to accidentally see. So you're are you kind of a skeptical person yourself? Yeah, highly skeptical. What about aliens? They're real. I don't think that they assume the humanoid form that our culture assumes they do. What do you think? See what I think they're like. I mean, okay, if you who's to say that they're not like conscious bacteria on like a microscopic level? Like, why is our perception of an alien always like a gray human-looking person who's so distinctly similar to us? We we just think about life in this way where it's like you talk from your mouth, you see with your eyes, bro. What if we're talking about invisible fucking bacteria? Okay, so you're talking about you're you're invis pro invisible bacteria aliens, but your Bigfoot's out of the question. I don't believe in the ancient alien theory. I'll say that. Bro, I don't believe... They, they're they like 10 seasons deep into that show at this point. Ugh. How do they have material? They're definitely making shit up at this point. They are... I went to the ancient aliens convention in Dallas six months ago. What they're really like? exploiting the fuck out of these people. I asked Giorgio for an interview and he was like, you have to give me thousands of dollars for that. You know Giorgio, right? Whoa. Is that the crazy hair guy? Giorgio, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the guy from the picture. Dude, there was groupies. I, I kind of snuck backstage, and there was all these groupies on, like, not on Giorgio, because Giorgio's girlfriend was there, but, like, the other guys. And the other guys were shitting on Giorgio. I was listening to them. They were like, Whoa. yeah, Giorgio's got his private jet. Like, I'm going to have mine soon. No and the way. Girls like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? They're it was that, hilarious. They're that loaded? Dude, fucking the History Channel, first of all, blew it by putting those guys on gonna say that yeah is this really what the history channel's about <laughs> it's now? absurd <laughs> absurd yeah i'm 
I believe in aliens, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I pretty much do as well. But that the show fucking sucks. bacteria theory is, is what I'm mostly into. Well, that show just fucking sucks. I mean, they're... Their premise, even if there's like some validity in thinking that it's it's like basically the show is them like looking at like pyramids and being like, uh, there's no fucking way a brown person built this. It had to be aliens. <laughs> you know? It is looking kind of racist. They like literally, like, <laughs> dude, there's, you know, there's structures in Ireland that are older than the pyramids or as old. If you go back far enough, it's hard to tell. But they don't touch on those unless maybe they did in like season 10 when I stopped watching. But like all the European, the ancient European stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, the, the men built those, you know, yeah. the Colosseum, they, they for sure built the Colosseum. But the pyramids, no, no fucking yeah. way. And like the Aztec structures, they're like, you're telling me the fucking Aztecs built that? Yeah. It's like, yes, no, it had I'm to be an alien. <laughs> How'd they do that on their own? Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. Have you guys heard about the Tartarian mud flood theory? No. What's that? I don't know about this. It's something that flat earthers are into. That's, it says in, in the year like 1200, uh, the entire earth was covered in like a thick layer of mud, like a thousand feet of mud. And then below the mud, there was this like civilization run by extraterrestrials and people who aren't involved with the Illuminati. And that everything comes down to the Jews if you talk to conspiracy theorists. They're, I mean... You unpack the Illuminati, there's always like this cabal puppet master shit they always talk about. If you ask enough questions, you get to the same anti-Semitic tropes every single time. I mean, talk to the pe- talk about people that'll sue you for a video, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, like they do they do love they love focusing on the Jews. I don't, I don't know why. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's weird. It's just an it's an age old old scapegoat. I mean, you know, the funniest shit is like it's, I it's saw played that, out though. I, I feel, it's so weird for anti uh, anti semitism now. I feel like it's like a very dated thing to mindlessly be into. It's just weird, you know. It's everywhere, man. I mean, I think that it's actually on the super rise right yeah, now. Yeah, in a sense, it is. Yeah. Yeah, but like the funniest thing is, I, I saw in some flat Earth forums, people had reposted my YouTube video of the flat Earth conference, and they were calling me like a Zionist infiltrator. That's funny. Is, yeah. It's hilarious, dude. They're out of their mind. Yeah, and their ideas. Are, so they think the Jews were living underground under the mud with like aliens. No, they think that the Jews basically covered the earth in mud so they could establish a new world order on top of the mud. That's so funny. Well, it's weird because yeah. it's like their their racism or anti-Semitism is like in a weird way like complimenting the Jews a ton by giving them the credit of like. Yeah, literally they can keep secrets. They can make all the money. They're, they're just fucking. They make geniuses. all the money now. They they know the aliens. Not only yeah. that, but they covered <laughs> up the alien civilization to start their own world. It's like basically saying that the Jews, the Jews have godlike powers at this point. They do. <laughs> By the way, this is when Future said he got he got it out the mud. This is what he was talking about. Oh my yeah, god, he knew about Tartaria. He knew about Tartaria, yeah. and Lil Baby <laughs> did too. Yeah. yeah, they were part of the Illuminati. Dude, I, I, I never laugh my ass off harder than reading the comments from Jews on my Flat Earth video. What were they saying? It's like, they're just like, my parents have some explaining to do. And just like, <laughs> just so, such funny shit on there. It's Yeah, it's it's funny where the, like, the Jews get roped into so many things. Like, even the Flat Earth. It's like, wait, wait, you're pulling the, Jew, the poor Jews into this shit too? Like, what? So, just to, just to break down Flat Earth theory, I... So they think that the Earth's flat, obviously, but they think that NASA created the round Earth lie so they could embezzle funds for fake space projects and pump that money for, like, the moon landing back into the global banking system. 
like yeah. the Rockefeller family. Back so into back into Woody Allen films. Exactly, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Back into the Jewish uh, global bank. <laughs> That's so <laughs> insane. That means. That's so nuts. Also, because like, um, I was actually just in a hole researching literally the exact opposite, which is about like the lost Nazi gold. That's like a a real good thing to dive down because the Nazis essentially stole gold from all of the countries around them. Like that was like one of the first things they were doing um, when they needed to fund the Second World War because they were broke. So they just want some Ron Paul shit. No, they like, yeah. So they like went into, you know, they're invading all these countries and taking all the gold and they're taking gold from all the people they are putting in camps too. They're taking all of their like rings, even gold teeth and shit. But basically like most of that gold is still unaccounted for and missing. Cause like near the end of the war, they're like hiding it everywhere. So there's these people that look for it. And that was a hole I was diving down. Oh, that sounds fascinating. I know. Wow. I check that out because they hit it like, the the Nazis were really spread out at a certain point, but I only bring that up to say that it, it is funny because in reality, um, you know, the wealth was taken by the Nazis from like the Jews and all the countries around them too. And like never given back for the most part. Yeah. I think the flat earth community would say that the, uh, the secret lies in Antarctica. Flat earth. They're obsessed with Antarctica. Why don't they just go? That's the whole thing. Like you could go. Well, okay, I'll respond like a flat earther. No one can actually go into the center of Antarctica because it's in, 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 uninhabitable. You can only go to the surrounding, like, camps, you know, that are on the edge of the Antarctic continent. They think, as I'm, I'm sure you know, that there's a 40-foot ice shelf that is infinite that surrounds Earth in a circle. Oh, yeah, the ice shelf. I guess I did kind of know about that. So yeah. they do any of them even try to go close? <laughs> I talked to this one dude uh, who was like, when I'm old... I think we should all get in this ship and just set sail and never come back. Dude, it's so it's just so funny to me that like with Antarctica, for instance, like all of the there's only a few of them that are actually trying to do what is necessary to like prove everything they believe in. You know, like they could go to Antarctica. It's a real place. Granted, you're telling me that like there's that little excuse, but it's so funny. It's just like their whole thing is about doing that. But, the you know, at the end of the day, they won't actually do it. I don't think they really believe flat earth. Model, man. You don't think they do? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that a lot of them just are just having fun. Have you have you been to other conspiracy theory type places for interviews? I went to the Conscious Life Expo, which is like, you know, shamans for hire and like kind of new medicine type healers. What was the was... weirdest thing you heard there? Uh, it wasn't so it was all kind of the same vibe. It was like People who are offering like orgasmic meditation sessions for like a thousand dollars an hour and <laughs> claim to be able to reverse aging and you no know, Scientology style shit. Yeah, kind of stuff. I mean, like half of that's on Goop now, which is sort of funny. <laughs> What's Goop? That's like Gwyneth Paltrow's like website slash like brand where they. Oh yeah, yeah, they were there. The Goop was there. Yeah, they were. That's so funny. Oh. Of course. Brandon, have you seen the Goop show on Netflix? I've not. I have not seen I, it. I, for some reason, watched it. Well, I mean, I watch it with my girlfriend. That's why I watch it. But, like, some... I mean, obviously, this is not for me. Yeah, we might have to talk about this at a different time. But I will it's say not, that it's, yeah, it's full, not for anyone. Full close-up close vagina shots in this show out of nowhere. Oh, that's what I heard. Like, like, clinical. Clinical, but it was, like, shocking. Like, I was like, 
bro what the fuck like i've never seen like a close-up of a private part on netflix streaming like close up of a, a private part <laughs> like of any kind you know yeah like i'm talking like zoomed in it was like jarring to yeah. see. i haven't seen like zoomed in penis vagina i haven't seen a zoomed in nipple on a streaming platform before it was uh it took <laughs> me by surprise needless to say you know yeah it was and it was weird that that was the first one that i've seen my man on Netflix. my man saw some zoomed in private parts started clutching his pearls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh yeah i saw uh private parts on your streaming service <laughs> well no i mean it was just like it was my just- man said private parts <laughs> Bro, bro, you said private parts. What would you say? What would you say? Genitals? I I guess genitals. But that doesn't apply. Private to parts breasts. just feels like just, breasts private parts. A genital. Private parts is like very elementary school to me. Like, oh, like sometimes a bad man yeah, will try to touch you with your is, private parts. It is funny. It is very stranger danger. But I don't know a better term for <laughs> yeah. like the the shit that normally gets blurred out. You know. Yeah. But like. It is, I don't know, like Netflix has their own rules, you know? So it's like, there's not really a, a set of codes. Like, I didn't know, there's not too many boobs on Netflix. Like, there's some, but it's not like, like HBO loves showing boobs. Like, they'll cram them into yeah. every show. You know you're going to see them. Like, even if it has nothing yes. to do with the plot, HBO is going to show some nudity. But Netflix, it was like, there hasn't been like a standard really yet. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm seeing these zooms. I'm seeing the, the 300 millimeter lens shot focusing on yeah. pubes i'm like bro what the fuck <laughs> like this is tight mind you also I have, a, <laughs> I have a 75 inch tv so this is like yeah this is like a five foot long <laughs> vagina on my wall <laughs> like oh private parts 75 inches of private parts <laughs> no <laughs> ah my girlfriend made me watch a show with private parts yeah no no <laughs> <laughs> bro it was it was jarring that will that was like their orgasm episode which probably yeah to loop it back that's what you were just talking about it was like orgasm. those orgasm sessions or like yeah. orgasm meditations <laughs> <Yeah>. oh yeah <laughs> bro <Love> coming <laughs> yeah we love come around here let me tell you um but that's not really conspiracy though cheers yeah cheers to come <laughs> cheers for the audience at home, oh. he's holding up a shark mug, which, uh, and in drinking it. Yeah. I just like jumping in hella awkwardly and delayed with cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we've, we've gotten through a lot of these. You've done some Trump stuff. I saw that Don Jr. one was pretty funny. Dude, the interview with that girl Jebe, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think so. Oh, fuck. What was like, her deal? Oh, no, I'm not. Catch me up. It was the only uh, black Trump supporter at the event. Was this insane lady named Jebe, and the, she? <laughs> you guys just gotta watch it, man. She was like, "Hell yeah!" She was like, "I'm here to tell Don Donald Trump Jr. that you know he needs a witch hunter, and I'm here, and my name is Jebe." <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> "A witch hunter?" Yeah, like to. She's very anti-LGBT. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Yeah, damn. Jebe, man, you gotta watch that shit. There was, I oh, saw man. some other ones from the Trump book signing though too, because it was funny that like it didn't seem like a big crowd. No, it was not a big crowd, but each person was. I mean, you had to be a special type of person to show out to a mall in Birmingham, Birmingham for the Don Jr. book signing. Yeah, what time it's are not, we talking? It's not a here? Trump rally. We're talking seven p.m. dinner time 
families like let's go <laughs> let's go see don jr like, yeah and it's not even the varsity team you're talking <laughs> jv you're getting the jv trump team dude this is, his dad doesn't even like him yeah. <laughs> yeah and you got to see don jr in the flesh too i didn't get to see him no oh really you didn't he was behind a paywall he was behind a paywall much like us oh man well not quite yet we will be soon oh this we're is, not there yet no we're not behind the paywall yet this is oh. still free this is on the main feed we will be bringing you behind the paywall soon to talk about some other stuff. But um, I mean, we could do it. Yeah, we could we could jump behind the paywall soon. But I mean, do you have any other wild tales you need to come to mind that need to be told on this pod? Any no, other man? Every every day is sort of weird. Any any interviews gone wrong? Interviews gone wrong? No. I mean, frat bros get kind of violent, but you know. Have you gotten attacked? Whatever. No. I mean, I've gotten shoved and shit, but not like punched or anything. Have you ever befriended one of the people that you were interviewing or like chilled with them? Oh, after? yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Mr. Daddy, Witten. Um, oh, you're, so you're friends with the Witten. Yeah, the Witten's cool. He's like sober now, oh. living in like a rehab center in Chicago. Oh, really? That's good. Good for the Witten. Yeah. It's good that she's sober. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's the daddy one? Mr. Daddy is the cocaine guy from Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't see that one. What's his deal? He's just a cocaine celebrity of Fremont Street, downtown Vegas. He's just like a coke the man, coke dealer, coke man, coke man. Yeah, not a coke dealer, coke user. Oh, coke it user seems seems like unwise uh, to be a cocaine celebrity. Yeah, yeah, it's unwise, but it's who he is. This in, like in a, terms of uh, you know federal law. If I googled him, what was his name? <laughs> uh, Mister Daddy. I mean, he's. I made him a celebrity. He's a local celebrity in Las Vegas. He's an internet celebrity through All Gas No Break. Mr. Oh, I think I'm Mr. Daddy. I think I might have found it. I, I don't think I can watch it now, though. I'll have to watch this later. Yeah, check it out. Um, all right, man. Well, I think I think this might do it for the main episode. Uh, we're yeah. going to keep talking, but there's some, some things we want. You know, just small items that we are going to do behind the paywall. So um, if you're interested to hear patreon.com slash yeah but still um we yeah i mean to listen to that and also an extra episode each week um you know you get nice nice uh nice archives dude nice, uh, yeah, nice great archive. archive fucking great archive if you've you know you've had it you've uh you've gone through all the free apps i mean just recently you still have featuring it, you trapped know. the band trapped <laughs> that was um, like yeah that was my dabble into the all gas no break style world i've Listen to that man for 45 minutes straight without jumping in too hard. That was a wild one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it took some discipline. Yeah, dig in. Yeah. Patreon.com slash yeah, but still. Um, and Andrew, thank you for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me on, Doug. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening.